If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Jamie Feeden, this tiny, diminutive woman goes missing. It doesn't take long before police discover a man with a double life. Can you imagine? This guy, allegedly living a double life, wants to take you out for a ride. You go out, you're driving through a beautiful desert area. You get out, and suddenly you end up tied up to a post or a tree The last thing you see is the man you love and thought loved you. Where is Jamie Feeden? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The Channel 11 Breaking News Desk. I'm Jennifer Tomasik, and before we go here this morning, I want to put up a picture again of a woman who has been missing for two months, and police hope that you have some information about her. Her name is Jamie Feeden. She's 33 years old. She is from Bethel Park, and the last time anybody saw her was September 15th, so two months ago. She's 33 years old again, and she weighs 75 pounds, and she is 4'1". Where is Jamie Feeden this tiny diminutive woman goes missing you were just hearing our friends at wpxi channel 11 that was jennifer tronasic i'm nancy grace this is crime stories it doesn't take long before police discover a man with a double life listen well, I got off the phone with Chapman's wife a short time ago, and there are really three big takeaways. First, Maureen Chapman says her husband called her this morning and confessed to murder. She says she's just learning her husband was living a double life, pretending to visit family and lying about his job. And lastly, Chapman says her husband drove her truck to Vegas and the Nevada desert, where he confessed to murdering Feden. Chapman has only been charged with kidnapping at this point. He said he had murdered a woman. A frantic 6 a.m. phone call woke up Maureen Chapman. Her husband was calling from the Bethel Park Police Department. His words, I killed her because I had to. I was kind of disbelief. This is Jamie Feeden, the woman police say John Chapman admitted to murdering. 
Police say he drove her to Nevada, tied feet and up to a post with zip ties, covered her mouth with duct tape, and let her suffocate. Nevada officials are now working to identify a body they found that matches Feden's description. Our friends at 11 News WPXR, that was Amy Hudak. I think a big giveaway, a tip to the wife who says she had no idea what was going on. On his Facebook page, he refers to her, his wife, as, quote, sis under a profile picture. What? Sis? Are you kidding me? That would be big, big giveaway. Jamie Feeden, the victim in this case, uh, as I said, a tiny diminutive woman. Can you imagine? This guy, allegedly living a double life, wants to take you out for a ride. You go out, you're driving through a beautiful desert area. You get out and suddenly you end up tied up to a post or a tree and then duct tape is placed over your mouth and nose and you die that way? The last thing you see is the man you love and thought loved you? With me, an all-star panel. Renowned California prosecutor, Wendy Patrick, author of Red Flags at WendyPatrickPhD.com. Host of America Talks on Newsmax TV, former NYPD, John Cardillo. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst out of Beverly Hills at DrBethanyMarshall.com. The medical examiner for the state of Florida, Dr. Tim Gallagher. But right now to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Dave Mack. Let's just start at the beginning of this timeline and dissect this as you would if you were preparing a case for trial. When did Jamie Feeden go missing? Nancy, the last time Jamie was seen was September the 15th. And that was when she was lured out of town by Chapman. Chapman and Feeden had a long relationship that goes back to high school or community college. It was referred to as an on-again, off-again relationship between the two, but it was certainly one-sided on the side of Jamie Feeden because we know that Chapman has been married at least two times, the first time for seven years, and was married in the last 12 months to a lady named Maureen. Who okay, knew wait, nothing. wait, wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt you, Dave Mack, but Bethany Marshall, whoa. I know you have to deal with a lot of problems like how much do my boots cost on Rodeo Drive with all of your clients and my house isn't as big as my next door neighbors and my pool's not in the right shape, blah, blah, blah. But Bethany, in the real world, I got a real problem with this guy, John Chapman, allegedly living a double life. Now, Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, tells me Feedin, Jamie, was in love with him. But when you look at his bio on Facebook, he says... I'm a 39-year-old single guy from Pennsylvania. I've lived here most of my life. I'm always trying to meet new and interesting people. Translation, I want to get laid. That's what that means on Facebook, okay? That's a technical legal term, Bethany. I'm not sure you're familiar with it. But then it, it goes on. Now, wait for it. Wait for it. Any relationship to his wife, Maureen, is further uh, obscured when he comments under his wife's picture, looking good, sis. Help me, Bethany. Well, actually, this is kind of a classic pattern of an antisocial personality disorder. They often lead a double life. They have multiple sexual partners, a great deal of promiscuity. They relate to women as sexual objects, always trying to conquer them. And what they do with the primary love object, the wife at home, is that they will desexualize the wife 
while being overly sexualized with other women in society. I see this actually in couples therapy with men like this, where they, they actually kind of call the wife, dude, sis, you know, poke her in the ribs, treat her like she's a little sister. All the while they're having a double life and affairs all over the place. But the other part is that that Chapman's wife could probably see But them. why do they do that? Why do people desexualize the marriage partner? Because they want control over the marriage partner, and they only want to have sex with people who do not see them for who they really are. You know, you're, the people in your primary circle know that you have feet of clay, right? They may know that you bounced a check or that maybe you got a traffic violation or maybe you're not so nice or maybe your breath smells in the morning. That's not sexy to them. They're going to desexualize those partners. There's a very famous case in my field uh, written up by a man named John Malloy, who, uh, Reed Malloy, excuse me, who talks about a case where a man goes out, he, he makes his wife dress up as, as a little girl, like a doll, makes her lie down in the bathroom goes out, has sex with other women, comes home and defecates on her. Now, this is a classic case in my field. We talk about it in classes because this this perpetrator was over-sexualizing every woman in the world, and then he was turning his wife into a little girl, a, an object in which he just defecates on, and she has no value at all. So this is a classic, classic pattern. Okay, can I just apologize right now to the listeners for what Dr. Bethany Marshall just said? because I'm going to have that stuck in my head for I don't know how many days, okay? Thank you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, for ruining the rest of my day. But you know what? I asked for it. I did not expect that answer, but I blame myself totally, which is probably another neurosis of some sort. Um, You know, Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor and author of Red Flags, the problem is he's got a double life, as Bethany accurately pointed out with a whole wife, a whole life going on that Jamie knew nothing about, but that does not a murder case make. That's right, and, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, likely will play into a defense in a case like this. We hear about love triangles all the time, and men, much of the time that does involve a double life. It's also interesting that we have some online evidence here. The desexualization, though, is fascinating, you know, not just because of the reasons Dr. Marshall mentioned. By the way, the, the Reed Malloy case is also interesting. I work with Reed on in threat assessment cases, but it will play in circumstantially, Nancy, as you and I and actually John Cardillo as well have dealt with in formulating why this isn't just a case of someone leading a double life and why the circumstances indicate it is a murder. Now, that's obviously some of the analysis that they're going to prepare for trial and as we move forward, because remember right now it's just a kidnapping. Um, And it's also an interesting case regarding corpus. You know, somebody can confess to a crime, but you also need to prove that it happened. So all of what we're discussing here will also be relevant proving that up as well. You know what? You're right, Wendy Patrick. The law is that a case cannot be made on a confession alone. It must be proven otherwise. What happened to Jamie Feeden, and how did this 39-year-old so-called single male pull off a double life that ended in murder? Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. 
And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We've broken down the timeline of events in this case for you to understand exactly what happened and when. So Jamie Feeden was last seen September 15th. On September 23rd, both Feeden and John Chapman arrived in Las Vegas after driving across country from Bethel Park. He told her that they were going to look at homes. And then two days later, Chapman told Feeden they were going to drive to the desert for a photo shoot. According to court paperwork, Chapman told police while in the desert, he tied Feeden's hands and feet to a sign pole and covered her mouth with duct tape, causing her to suffocate and die. He then left her and drove back to Bethel Park. Then on October 5th, remains of a woman were found in the Nevada desert. And now on October 14th, a missing persons report was filed for Feeden. Just yesterday, Chapman called police and was asked about Feeden's disappearance. He apparently gave detectives false information about the case. And today, he was charged in her kidnapping. A charge does not a jury conviction make. As you just heard, a confession alone cannot be the basis of a murder indictment or conviction. It's got to be proven and corroborated. Anybody can walk into the police station and give a false confession. Do I believe it happens often? No, but it does happen and it wreaks havoc in the justice system. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You just heard from Channel 11 WPXI, Lisa Sylvester, describing what we think is the timeline breakdown Dr. Tim Gallagher, the medical examiner for the state of Florida, to top it all off, Jamie Feeden, the murder victim, had something called Vader syndrome. I'm not quite sure what that is. I'm just a JD. You're the MD. I know that she was only about four feet tall, and she had been seeing John Chapman since either high school or community college. They had been together a long time. On top of that, he was a newlywed. He had been married to his wife, Maureen, less than a year. 
So explain to me, Dr. Gallagher, what is Vader syndrome? Well, Vader syndrome is a collection of developmental abnormalities that occur in one person after they're born. A Vader, uh, V for Victoria, um, the first letter represents vertebral anomalies. For instance, they may have severe scoliosis of the spine, which is bending, twisting of the spine. There may be extra bones in the spine. It's not a normal spine. Also, uh, A, the A part of Vader, stands for anus, and oftentimes the anus is not uh, open, and that has to be opened surgically. And then there are other abnormalities of the limbs and of the internal organs that um, that that uh, prevent them from development for for developing normally. That can lead to a very short stature and a very difficult physical life. You know, apparently all the signs were there. Dr. Bethany Marshall, uh, Hollywood psychoanalyst at drbethanymarshall.com. Did you notice that her, Jamie's, friends did not like John Chapman? They did not want her seeing him. That's a big, big red flag. I did notice that. And one of the things that keeps uh, grabbing my attention about this is the fact that she had a disability and he didn't. And did he use that to control her? Because people with disabilities are often abused in very specific ways. Maybe they're shamed. Maybe their disability checks are taken. Sometimes they're, they're thrust into a public situation where they're demeaned by their partner. They're told that they don't, they're not allowed to have restroom breaks or that their voice sounds silly. So he chose a partner who he had in his life for a long, long time, who I think he could probably control and manipulate because of her disability. And so that held meaning for him. And we see how it all ended. He tied her to a post. He he duct taped her mouth. He watched her suffer. I cannot believe that this was the first time he treated her this way. It's just that it, it, it spilled over into homicide at this point. But I'm sure violence, mistreatment, and abuse towards her had been building for many, many years. Well, I know of one incident, and I'm curious as to whether this will come into trial. John Cardillo with me, former NYPD host of America Talks on Newsmax TV. John, uh, a friend of Jamie's, claims that Chapman mistreated her, including using Jamie for money. And she describes an incident when... Feeding Jamie, allegedly arrived at a restaurant with Chapman, and Jamie had two black eyes. I mean, that, that's indicative of a long-term period of abuse. She was probably hiding it. I mean, look, as an investigator, we'd be looking into why he would choose to cheat on his wife with somebody with such physical infirmities. Was there some kind of, of fetish? What was he into something you know, weird, bizarre? Quite frankly, if it were me, I'd be looking for other victims at this point, other disappearances of people with similar conditions that lived in his area, because the fact pattern, as we know it, indicates a very troubled guy, a very dangerous guy. And so I think the instincts of the friends were spot on. Look, they got a bad vibe off the guy. That's typically indicative, even though it's intangible. And now you combine that with physical evidence, signs of abuse, black eyes. Uh, I think law enforcement is going to be looking very hard at his electronic devices, his history, his bank accounts. And again, if it were me, I'd be looking at other victims that were either uh, of similar stature, similar infirmity that may have gone missing, victims of abuse that didn't report it in his area, because it wouldn't surprise me if we find other victims. Yeah, because if he's leading a double life, how do I know it's not a triple life or, or, or even worse? 
or quadruple. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't yeah, even exactly. thought of that, John Cardillo. You know, another issue straight out to Dave Matt, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. How was Jamie's body found? It was actually found uh, out in the desert by a man who uh, was out on a hike with his uh, two young sons. Uh, they had pulled off. Uh, they were looking at old uh, train engines and pulled off onto an old dirt road out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, one of his older sons actually saw something in the distance uh, that intrigued them. And it ended up being what appears to be, because she hasn't been positively identified yet, but appear to be the body of Jamie. What I know is, like Dave Mack just told us, uh, a man was out hiking with his boys. And he says that the boys saw something in the distance, but they didn't know what it was. So he, the dad, Linso, tells the boys to get back in the truck, and he went to investigate. He finds a body and immediately calls the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department. He says at first he thought it was a child's body because the body was so tiny. And this is very probative or proves something to me. You know, sometimes I see a fact, and I don't know exactly what it's telling me, but I know that it's probative and will be probative at trial. There were no clothes on the body and no clothes to be found anywhere nearby. So her attacker, her killer, either raped her or had sex with her and left her that way naked and tied to a post in the desert with duct tape over her mouth and and nose or he took her clothing away so her body would not be identified important trial fact under the law the state can bring in evidence of what occurred before during and after the incident to show frame of mind course of conduct M.O. modus operandi, neither of those two scenarios reflect well on John Chapman at all. The body, Jamie Feeden, was already heavily decomposed and just dumped off like a piece of trash. According to Linso, it's not a good sight. He says the road was in a desolate area and the body could possibly still be there if his boys didn't spot it. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, 
we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. But Chapman hasn't been charged with homicide. Any kind of homicide charges that if it occurred in Nevada and if there is a, a, a body found out there would, would fall within their realm and they'd have to assume prosecution. According to police, while she was missing, the victim's family says someone reached out to them from her Facebook Messenger account pretending to be the victim. But police say Chapman was on the other end. I feel so sorry for them and I, I just hope they do get that person and I hope he gets what he deserves for that family because that is so wrong. According to detectives in Las Vegas, they did locate a body that fits many of the unique characteristics of Jamie, but that body has not been officially identified. Will it be able to be proven at trial that this is Jamie Feeden and that John Chapman murdered her? Big problem. Of course, we all know that a murder case can be proven without a body, but it does present a host of difficulties. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You were just hearing our friends at Channel 11 WPXI. That was Gabrielle DeLuca reporting. Oh, man. Every time we think we're within reach of enough evidence to charge with murder, another wrinkle appears in the case. How can she be positively identified to Dr. Tim Gallagher, medical examiner for the state of Florida, with her body in such an advanced state of decomposure? How can she be identified? Well, we do have her skeletal remains, and because of her medical condition, it's more than likely that she has uh, x-rays that were taken at a doctor's office that we can use to compare against uh, the remains to see what her uh, uh, developmental abnormalities are. Um, you know, she does have a Vader syndrome, which has a very distinct bone patterns. And I'm sure that we could positively identify her using x-rays from her doctor's office and comparing those against the bony remains. Well, what about her dental records? We can also use that as a supplemental form of identification as well. Um, between the two and uh, the circumstances that surround her being there, uh, positive identification is certainly within the realm of possibility. And I'm going to circle back to John Cardillo about her missing clothing. But Dr. Tim Gallagher, explain how specific dental records can be unique to one individual like a fingerprint. Oh, absolutely it can, especially when there are dental restorations, meaning some of the cavities have been filled with an amalgam. Uh, some of the orthodontic work may still be in place. Uh, we can use distinct and individualized characters of the person's uh, dental x-rays to compare against the dental work that they receive. Uh, additionally, gaps in the teeth or 
uh, uh, root patterns that are, are the tooth that are below the gum line are very distinctive individual to individual, and we could use those dental records to compare um, and find the identification of the person. What does it say to you, John Cardillo, host America Talks on Newsmax TV, former NYPD, that all of her clothing was missing? Well, one of the uh, easiest ways to identify someone, right? I mean, if you take the clothing, you can compare it to maybe a photo that a victim posted to social media the day before they went missing, a photo a friend took of them. Uh, the family members would have made maybe the mom or the dad says, oh, yep, that was her favorite shirt. She loved that. I bought it for her last Christmas. That's definitely hers. And in her case, because of her condition, Vader syndrome and her stature, her clothing would have been very unique, potentially child's clothing. So if you had those photos of the clothing the day before or day that she disappeared on social media, on a cell phone or the family friend saying, yep, that's definitely hers. I had to buy it for her in the child section you've got a pretty key piece of evidence for identification. So removing them certainly indicates that someone didn't want her to be identified if she was found. What do you make of it, Wendy Patchett, California prosecutor and author of Red Flags? Um, I'm just sort of uh, adding to what's already been said. You can get rid of the clothes, but you cannot always get rid of what the remains tell you about whose body this is. And particularly when you have these unique features, as we've been discussing, of course, nobody wants to jump to conclusions or reach them prematurely. But Nancy, circling back to one of the things you said earlier, when it comes to proving a murder, we always like to say we don't want to be callous about it, but no body, no problem in terms of reaching a verdict. But it has to proceed very differently. The circumstances surrounding why we know, it, even if we hadn't found a body in this case, that's not to say a murder can't be proven. Here, it is a lot more, it is a lot easier. And not only do we have the kind of unique features we can match up, the fact that this man chose this particular woman, John talks about looking for similar victims. One of the things we may find in common is vulnerability. The vulnerability, the exploitation that took place here, you know, this is one we also don't need to prove motive, but motive's going to matter in a case like this. And everything we've been talking about are just more of the things that the prosecutors are going to get in line in getting this case ready to go to a jury and potentially, Nancy, adding additional charges. Well, here, here's another piece of evidence. Apparently, even after she goes missing, she is still continuing to Facebook. Listen. Authorities were back at the alleged victim's Bethel Park home searching for more evidence. Police say the victim's uncle was getting Facebook messages purporting to be her, but which were giving incorrect answers to questions. But we don't believe that it was in, in fact her. We believe it was Mr. Chapman posing as her. The chief says the investigation is continuing here and in Nevada. What he has said that is it in fact true and and we're going to have to uh, see if we can find Jamie, either uh, living or deceased. And, and we're hoping that there's still a ray of hope that she is alive and we can bring her back home safely. You were hearing our friends at WTAE News 4. That was reporter Bob Mayo. Uh, you're also hearing Police Chief Timothy O'Connor. What more do you need for Pete's sake? Who would go on her Facebook and pretend to be her? And I've got the Facebook postings. This is Jamie Feeden, the missing woman. Uh, question two, Jamie, did I miss something? Did you and John break up? Someone wrote her. She writes back, yeah, but we're still friends. What happened? She writes, apparently I was too clingy and he couldn't take it. Thinking back, maybe I was and I did not try to be, but it's hard when I care so much. Question, I feel you, girl. 
She responds, it was my idea to be friends because I didn't want us to hate each other. My family was also an issue as well. Another question, when's John's birthday? That's an odd question. Have you tried asking him? Maybe try getting to know him? Answer, no, LOL. I just saw a John Chapman in the paper with a birthday. Didn't know if it was him, LOL. She allegedly writes back, honestly, I'm not sure about John's birthday. We dated, but I didn't feel he was, quote, the one, and there was a lot I didn't know about him. He has a history. I know that, but I never felt unsafe around him, and he was always upfront about his past. Really? Really? Did he write that? Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. His family was nearly speechless. His stepmom told me he's married to another woman and has been for about a year. The family says they thought John Chapman was going to work um, for a trip to Las Vegas, but that wasn't the case. According to police, Chapman's family told me he met Jamie Feeden at either a high school or a college for students with special educational needs and that he often has a lot of close friends. Police say Chapman would often stay at Feeden's Bethel Park townhome. Chapman's family also tells me he was living with his wife and his mom in Oakmont through the summer and everything seemed to be fine until they got a phone call from police a few hours ago. What went through my mind is just what a horribly sad tragedy, you know. Um, we had heard that he had gone to Las Vegas. He was going there for, he said, for a work convention. So I think at this point we're all just in shock. It's just kind of, you know, it's just, it's just what? 
you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's real. A work convention? <laughs> Man, that is so tired. A work convention. You were just hearing from our friends at Channel 11, WPXI. That was Amy Hudak reporting. Wow. And you also heard the voice of Pamela Chapman. This guy had really snowed everybody. But I want to circle back to Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst in Hollywood. Bethany, um, she knew this guy. Jamie knew John Chapman since they were in high school. But these Facebook postings, these text responses... Honestly, I'm not sure about his birthday. We dated, but I I didn't really know that much about him. What? Nancy, the fact that he's on her Facebook, not only is he trying to throw people off the trail, but this tells me that he has infiltrated every part of this victim's life. He met her at a school for people with disabilities. He doesn't have a disability. So that tells me he specifically chose her because of her disability. People with disabilities tend to be more isolated, they're vulnerable, they have fewer friends, they have less access to the justice system, they are more willing to be pliable, to give their money away, to do anything to keep, maintain the love of the love object. So he targeted her, he had her under his firm control. One of the reasons I believe she didn't have clothing on, according to one report, he told her that they were going to do like a, a bondage and discipline photo shoot in the desert. So he may have taken her clothes off before he tied her to that pole, and the poor little thing may have thought that she was, you know, sexy and he wanted her and he was taking pictures of her. But not only that, then he poses as her on her Facebook account, which tells me that he also believed that she belonged to him, that she was his possession. He could do whatever he liked with her body, her money, her home, he stayed there, um, with her social media, that it all belonged to him, including her life. To John Cardillo, former NYPD, how do you trace from where these messages came? Oh, there's several ways you can do it. You can, obviously, you can locate IP address, you can ping his cell phone, you can uh, look and see if the IP was uh, coordinating with where his vehicle was, if you can get a subpoena for the GPS on his car. I mean, law enforcement today, it's, it's, it's much easier to track your electronic footprint in many respects than if you completely went offline, went totally analog, and were just walking around without any device. So, so really, you're, you're, you're a walking homing beacon <laughs> as long as you've got a cell phone on you and if you've got any of the laptops that have wireless. You know, it's even freakier out to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Dave Mack. A friend of Jamie's got very suspicious And she's the one posing these questions, and he's giving some of the wrong answers. She got very apprehensive about Chapman because he friended her, the friend, on Facebook and began commenting on her photos like um, a beautiful rose for a very beautiful woman. If my husband, David Lynch, sent a picture of a rose or commented on a rose, a beautiful rose, for a beautiful woman, and it wasn't to me. You know all H-E-double-L would break loose, Dave Mack. Tell me about these postings. How dare he friend her friend after he's killed her? He's basically coming on to her online. I think he was the ultimate con man trying to cover his tracks by trying to get this woman who did not like him, but trying to get her to warm up to him to continue his con. But there's something else very interesting about his pattern over the years. In his first marriage, where he was married for seven years, 
Um, he and that wife stayed with Jamie uh, Feeden at some point during the marriage, and Chapman told his wife to pretend that she was his sister so they could stay there. And that wife, Tammy, said that she, that Chapman bled Jamie dry of every penny she had. Then, after they divorced, she found a number of Ziploc baggies that Chapman had that had girls' panties in these baggies with a name written on the baggie. And the question is, how many women did he possibly kill? Okay, that's shedding a whole new light on this. And it was mentioned earlier by John Cardillo, who really hit the nail on the head. Are there other victims? I want you to take a listen to our friends at Channel 11 WPXI. This is Gabri Gabrielle DeLuca. According to the criminal complaint, the suspect bound the victim's hands and feet with plastic zip ties and affixed her to a signpost. He then applied duct tape to her mouth and then to her nose until such a time that she was unable to breathe. Police say she suffocated and Chapman then untied her removed the tape in her clothing and left her there. But Chapman hasn't been charged with homicide. According to detectives in Las Vegas, they did locate a body that fits many of the unique characteristics of Jamie. Finding a, a body, you, you're going to have to do your due diligence and make sure that's the exact person. So in, until we re receive actual confirmation that, that they have found her, I mean, there's always a possibility that she's still alive, someone out there, and we'd like to bring her home. The chief did tell us that if Chapman is eventually charged with homicide, those charges will come from Las Vegas and he'll be extradited back to Nevada. You know, a murder case can be prosecuted where the body is found or where the murder took place. Wendy Patrick, this woman, Jamie Feeden, has been described as a sweet, gentle, loving soul taken advantage of by a predator. And over all the years I've prosecuted and covered crimes, it, it just hurts me that the most tender and the most vulnerable people are the ones that become victims. Nancy, it's just heartbreaking. And you know, part of the reason that these types of things happen, as you and I and John and, and Dr. Marshall have, have no doubt always encountered, is that people that are less than the absolute physical ideal, less than the kind of intelligence most people would want, are uniquely susceptible to targeted attention. They're not used to receiving flattery or sexual attention of any kind. And they are also uniquely vulnerable for exactly that reason. That's just what John Cardillo said earlier that maybe this is somebody who does target this pool of individuals. And Dave Mack really kind of shed the light on what we've learned so far that brings it full circle, Nancy, to make it seem like this fits a profile of that kind of a man. And I would even add that what you pointed out about friending the friends of the victim also not only fits that profile, but also serves to further the narrative of this victim somehow is still alive, something that is going to falter with all of the unknown answers to what probably are very simple questions from friends and family. Well, I've heard enough, and this is my verdict. John Chapman, rot in hell. Nancy Gray's Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.